Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Welcome everybody back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean. I am your host and the founder of the Tummy Team. Um, I am a physical therapist and I work with functional core weakness and functional core rehab and all things related to diastasis recti. And we are doing an interview today with one of our online clients, Katie, who lives in Delaware. And I think Katie has uh, a really interesting story to share that um, you guys will resonate with. So thank you for joining us, Katie. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Good. So I always like to start with just having you share a little bit about your background. Tell us a little about a bit about you, um, kind of your story and you know, what led you to the tummy team? Sure. Um, so I've had lower back pain since I was a teenager and it was always just kind of a constant in my life. I never really did a whole lot to try to get it fixed initially. Um, but then I had, uh, three children and particularly during my third pregnancy, the back pain really increased a lot. And I kept hoping, well, when the pregnancy is over, the back pain will subside and everything will be fine. Um, and it didn't, and it wasn't fine. And it got to the point where I really couldn't sit for a long time, stand for a long time, walk for a long time. Um, and I work a desk job. <laughs> so the sitting was a really, um, really big issue. And uh, young. And you're young and it, <laughs> you should be able to sit and walk and stand. Yes. Yes. And it got to the point where sometimes even after sitting for only about 10 minutes, um, my, my back would be hurting a lot. Um, so I, I started looking into, you know, what, what I could do, but I, I felt pretty hopeless from, from the onset because there was nothing clear that was causing the pain. I mean, I couldn't understand. It's not like I'd been injured. It's, you know, not like I wrenched my back or anything, so I was really unsure of what to do or even where to start. Um, and so starting from about, I guess, like 2018 um, until the end of last year, I saw, I don't know how many doctors, physical therapists, specialists, um, and people seem to either, I got one of three responses. I'd love to help you, but I can't figure out what's wrong. Or I got, there's nothing wrong with you. Or um, there were kind of towards the end, a couple physical therapists who were trying to help me and, and were able to tell me they were pretty sure it was a core weakness issue, but they weren't really able to tell me how to fix it beyond like, oh, do some planks, you know, just strength If I can do a plank, I can't sit. Yes. <laughs> so how would doing a plank help me? Yes. I know. Yes. I know. I know. Yeah. So I was in an online fitness community and I was trying to get some tips there, trying to do different strength training things. And my back pain just kept um, interrupting me at, at, at every time I tried to get stronger, every time I tried to do something. Um, and I remember coming out of one particular doctor's office 
towards the end there and just sitting in my car crying because my back hurt and I just couldn't figure out what the heck to do. And I felt like I'd tried everything. So I went to my online fitness community. Um, I'm part of the the nerd fitness community online. And I kind of told them a little bit of my history and said, what can I do? I can't plank. I can't do any things, any of these things. What can I do that's gentle enough for my core? And somebody recommended the tummy team. So I started looking into the tummy team. And as soon as I saw that there was a structured program to get me from point A to point B and the things you guys were talking about with the core and the transverse and everything aligned with the little bit that I've learned um, from, from the um, people who tried to help me. And so I was, to me, it was a no brainer. I, I was like, well, I mean, what, what do I have to lose? And this looks like right. what I want and what I need. So let's, let's give it a shot. I'm so glad I'm like, that is a heartbreaking journey, really, to get to find an answer. And one of my, you know, goals as a professional is to make the information that we have way more universal to other, you know, doctors and PTs and, and, you know, and I am a PT and I totally get it. Um, We were just sometimes taught to do things a little bit more intense um, and go from one step to the next step so fast, you know, and so intensely and, and slowing down and really, um, aligning people and breathing and looking at the basic needs of our posture and our alignment just gets overlooked. Um, There's a lot of reasons I think that that the system's broken, but I'm glad that you finally found us. So as, so online wasn't a deterrent for you doing it online. You were like, okay. No, I mean, being part of the nerd fitness community, I was kind of used to the concept and to me, like I was even just doing the math of like going to two sessions of physical therapy a week for 12 weeks, which I had done previously versus the cost of doing the online session that I didn't, I could do in my own time yeah. and, you know, just in my own home and my own space. To me, it was a right. no-brainer. I, I, I love that. And then, okay. So then you start in the very beginning, the first, the first week is all education. Um, and then some very basic breathing, sitting, alignment stuff. Did that feel empowering to you? Did that feel the right the right speed? Did it feel too slow? What did that feel like for you? Well, my first thought was nobody's told me to do something so simple before. And since nothing else had worked and I knew it was all too advanced, I was like, maybe this really is what I need. Maybe I just need to like relearn how to breathe. And it sounded, you know, kind of crazy. But after the first couple of days of doing exercises, I remember looking over at my husband going, I'm sore. Like my abs are sore. I can feel that I've done a, a workout, which felt silly because I'm just breathing and doing little <laughs> basic holds, but I am actually sore. And, and that's really when I started to get excited and was like, okay, so this, this is working the right muscles. This is yeah, and not everybody feels soreness, um, but sometimes people feel like a connection to a muscle that 
um, is so far back in their muscle memory, you know, like back from when they were like a kid, they're like, Oh, there's that muscle, you know, did you splint as part of your journey? Um, I did. I did not get my splint for the first week. I want to say, so I started splinting too. Okay. And did what, what did the splint feedback from the splint? Did that feel, did that feel good to you? Did it drive you crazy? What was your, your splinting experience? I was really skeptical of the splint at first, but what I found was really helpful with the splint was one, just realizing how collapsed I truly was. So just the feedback, yeah. Yeah, just the process of putting on the splint and then I would start to relax and realize, oh, I'm crumbling the splint. So Mm -hmm. that was really helpful. And I found that as I got through my day, especially when I was at work and I was really distracted and it wasn't always easy to remember to do the whole long lean and lifted, um, the splint really helps me with that too, because I would just feel it start to crumble on my skin and go, oh gosh, I'm, I'm collapsing again. I need to sit up straight. And then when you did the, the, the belly breaths and the transverse holds with the splint on, were you able to kind of feel it at a whole nother level? Did you feel that muscle a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that was the strongest piece for me. I did feel it if I sat there and and thought about it, but um, for me, it was was more more about reminding you and, and kind of giving that you that feedback because what, what I like to say is it, it primarily it's to remind and reinforce you. So it reminds you and starts to make, help you gain awareness of all the different ways you sit collapsed or you push out on your tummy or you bend to one side. And then because you're not strong enough to make it different, like it's, it's not like just because you know, you can just change it. You still need to build. I, I always say, you know, splint, you know, awareness is 50% of the solution. If you're not aware, you're doing the wrong thing. You don't even know what you're doing. Right. Right. But awareness doesn't give you the strength and strategies to fix anything. So we need the awareness and then we need the strength and strategies. And the strength takes some time and consistency. So the splint kind of reinforces, it's like training wheels on a bike. You know, you need to ride. You still need to get from point A to point B, but you are not strong enough to do it. And the training wheels are going to help you get there. So that's kind of the the mentality. A lot of people are skeptical of it because it feels like it's going to be a crutch. You know, it's like, I, I don't need this crutch, but I tell people it's temporary. It's, it's, it's to, to help you kind of get over those initial hurdles and get the feedback you need to know that you're using the right muscle. Yeah. So how long did, do you feel like it was before you started noticing a change in your back pain? Um, I would say with, by week um, maybe like the end of week two, beginning of week three, I really started to notice and it kind of connecting to the splint discussion. What actually made me notice is I forgot to bring my splint with me to work one day. And I had noticed my back pain starting later and later in the day. And without the splint, it just started a little earlier than it had been the previous couple of days. And I started really thinking about it and realizing, okay, my back's not hurting at 7.45 in the morning with the splint. It's not really hurting until like two or three in the afternoon. And without the splint, it was hurting at maybe like, you know, lunchtime. Um, So I was just kind of putting together like, oh my gosh, so this is where I was 
here's where the splint is helping me get, and here's where I'm able to get without the splint. So I was able to really see kind of the tiered, you know. Yeah, like some progression that kind of gives you like a little bit of hope, right? Yeah. Because you were in that real hopeless despair place. Um, So about week three, we start talking about neutral pelvis, right? Mm -hmm. And we start adding a couple of stretches and I start having you look at your standing alignment and stuff like that for, I would say most of my back pain clients, week three is a real turning point. Um, so were you, were, was it difficult for you to start adding in some of those releases? Was that scary at all for you? Did it feel like your body was ready for that? Um, it definitely did. And, and for me, I've always had really, um, tight, um, like quads and hamstrings and calves and whatnot. So I knew I needed it. Um, I knew I needed the release for the, like the back pain tension, the chest pain and everything. So it all made sense for me. It was just, how do I incorporate it throughout my day? Because when I think about stretching, I think of like a 30 minute yoga session, you know, which that's one challenge to fit that into your day, but just incorporating them throughout is very different. And for me, it was a mental shift. For sure. Uh, you know, it, it's not that I need to spend five minutes a day stretching. It's that I can't just sit at my desk for eight or nine hours a day. I need to get up. I need to move. I need to release, you know, those pec muscles. I, you know, I, I need to do some of those back stretches. And it was also a big mental shift. Um, Cause they talked, you talked a little bit about, you know, don't power through pain. He, you know, these stretches are tools. And so that's when I really started to get to a point where, okay, my back starts hurting maybe around this time of day, which stretches can I do to prevent what that? Tool? Yeah. And, and which stretches can I do to alleviate the back pain as it comes? So that was a real learning week for me in the terms of putting, you know, each stretch with the pain, like when, when do I need to use it? You know, when's the best time to use it? Um, and, and so just kind of fitting it in throughout my day was a big shift. Yeah. That makes my heart so happy because I mean, in the sense that that is ultimately my goal is, you know, yes, we treat diastasis recti. Yes. We do core strengthening. Yes. We do pelvic floor strengthening, but ultimately my goal is to help i feel like your everybody's body is communicating to them and they don't they don't it's like in a foreign language they don't understand the language they don't understand what it's saying and and often um pain feels like a very negative something yelling at you mm-hmm. um and we we don't know how to deal with it right and we we power through it we ignore it we we grit and bear it but I want people to recognize your body is just communicating. And I'm like going to kind of act as an interpreter a little bit. This pain at this time could mean this. And how are you going to respond to that? You know, the, the voice just gets louder and louder, as you know, like ignoring it is not making it go away. So it's just going to get louder and louder and more obnoxious. So like if, if I can teach people like, oh, as soon as you hear the whisper, 
what's your response to it before it gets louder and louder and louder and debilitating and, and life consuming. And Mm -hmm. so, and there's different strategies for different things, you know, like, and, and some of it is, yes, this stretch would help, but I'm at work. So this is a stretch that works in my work environment, right? Right. (laughs) You know? Um, And, and so there's a combination. I, I do feel like stretching is like the fountain of youth. Um, but it's a combination of releasing the tight muscle and marrying it to the stability because it takes, it's, it's a no brainer to see like you, you, you're like, Oh, I'm always tight in my quads, my hips, my calves. Tightness is your body's way of supplementing stability when you don't have it in other places. So tightness is a no brainer, but why is a muscle tight? And when you release that muscle, what do you need to replace it with so that you, you're not unstable and it doesn't just come back twice as tight? So getting mm-hmm. that bigger understanding and then recognizing that, yes, these releases are valuable when we connect them to a better alignment and a, a better core stability so that we have this balancing, you know, release and then replace, release and then replace. And, and then, and then there's a combination of everybody needs a certain amount of daily stretches. And then we have toolbox stretches, right? Stretches that we pull from the toolbox for specific jobs. You know, not every job needs a hammer. Sometimes right. you need a screwdriver, right? right. <laughs> or a wrench. Yeah. And you kind of look at that that way. Um, did that, you know, you were on such a long journey to looking for all these outside people to help you. How does it feel for you to kind of be able to help yourself and be successful? It was a lot of mixed feelings. There was a part of me that was almost angry that it took so much for something that I could have done at home. (laughs) Um, You know, so many pokes and and evaluations. But um, on the other hand, it was very empowering because it was like, well, I can do this. Now I have control of my journey. I don't have to wait for a doctor to give me an injection or, you know, to get, I, I, I don't have to wait for anybody else. I can focus on this and I can use my own body as a guide for how much I need to do and when I need to do it. So it was really empowering. Um, and yeah. yeah, it was, it made me very hopeful. Yes. I, I totally resonate with those mixed feelings. Like there's a, there's this exasperation, like, come on, it was this, you know, all <laughs> the, all these medical bills, all these specialists and all these doctors with confidence telling me that it's in my head or there's nothing you can do. And I, you know, when I work with professionals, one of the things that I teach right away is just because you don't know how to fix something does not give you the right to tell somebody it can't be fixed. Right. Right. Because we are not all knowing, mm-hmm. you know, even a doctor is not, not all knowing, you know, just because we don't know how to fix it. And it's humbling to say, I don't know how to fix that. But, but that's not what we hear. We hear that can't be fixed. Right. Which is kind of arrogant, you know, to yeah. assume that <laughs> you don't know how to fix it. Or just because you can't identify where somebody's pain's coming from doesn't mean they're not experiencing pain. Yeah. Um, you know, what's been really fun for me um, doing this work, um, and, it, and, and it's kind of evolved over time, is that people will often come in with this long laundry list of things that could be really a little bit uh, 
terrifying as a clinician to go, oh gosh, they've tried all these things. Like, what am I going to do? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. or they have all these symptoms like, oh, you know, it's easy to kind of get a little bit um, scared. But what I've learned is, okay, there are a lot of things going on and I may or may not know how to help all of them, but I do know one thing that's happening is, you know, their posture is terrible and their core is inactive. And let's, let's fix that first and see what else is going on after we fix that. And I cannot even tell you how many things that I didn't even know how they would be related resolve by fixing those two things, you know? So let's just like not get overwhelmed with all of the stuff and fix what we can fix, you know, and then see what happens. Let's fix what we can fix. Um, And that's definitely worked out for you. Tell me um, where you're at now in your journey. What's your pain like now? Um, So I am able to get through every day with pretty minimal pain at this point. Um, You know, if I'm really not paying attention, you know, I might have some pain towards the end of the day that I'm, you know, able to deal with, but almost every day is very minimal pain at the end of the day or pain-free. Um, I was able to, one thing I was, I was super excited about was, um, just this past month, I drove 16 hours to uh, my parents' house and I drove, um, I was the driver for the first eight hours of it. And I was really nervous about that because oftentimes I think the last time I drove to my parents' house, I kept having to switch with my husband because my back hurt so badly. I couldn't sit up straight. And so this time I made it the whole, my whole first shift, that whole first eight hours without any back pain. And that was, I was so excited about that. I was geeking out about it and it was really (laughs) just like belly breaths and transverse folds and, you know, doing little shoulder rolls and stuff as needed Mm -hmm. and, and was able to make it. And, and actually my husband and I also then went on vacation and did some hiking and we actually hiked Pikes Peak in Colorado. Um, and I, I wore my splint <laughs> and as, as we're hiking, I was, you know, doing belly breaths and stopping and going slower than my legs felt like I needed to, but just to, mm-hmm. you know, keep my core aligned and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And I was able to get up there with very, I, I had back pain towards the top because Pikes Peak is, is yeah. <laughs> incredibly it's, difficult. It's brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. But, but I was able to go through a lot of it without any pain. So it's, it's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to get back, getting back into fitness and exercise and, yeah, it's just a better idea of, you know, how far I can go and where I need to stop and where I need to focus. So I'm, I'm very excited to have some semblance of like normal back in my life. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, we pain, chronic pain is such a, Um, it's exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. It impacts every aspect of your life and it impacts your sense of self, your identity, and how you interact with the people around you. Because when you are just trying to hold yourself together, it's hard to give. It's hard to pour out. And I feel like as moms, well, and as just human beings, there's a grief to that. There's a grief when we want to do something, just even emotionally, we want to be a way that we cannot be because we're just surviving, you know? Mm-hmm. And and um, 
you know, to be on the other side of that and to, to know that, you know, you still have, you're still on a journey. You still have some things to work on and you have, but you have a progression to work on those things. Right. And, and a path. Um, and you can see the progress and you can self-treat along the way. And, and as you start adding other things into your life, there is going to be a little bit of a up, down, up, down, mm-hmm. like a, a stepping, you know, I'm going to get here. I'm going to stretch a little bit. I'm going to, Oh, this was too much. So how would I do half of what I did and still be able to be taking that step forward? But maybe it's a half a step forward instead of a two steps forward, you know, and rec, you know, having, I hope one of the things I really hope from the approach and how I, I instruct people is to, to open your eyes to a possibilities, you know, mm-hmm. instead of limitations of, I can't do this and I can't do that. I want it to be possibilities of what steps are between where I'm at now and that place. And mm-hmm. how do I take the steps to get there? Instead of just going, oh, I'm here. And there's that place way over here, this elusive, uh, I'll never get there. It's just, it's just steps. What are the steps I need to get to do that? And now that you're not just living in chronic pain management, it's opened up these possibilities of what other hike could we do? What other thing could we do? Right? Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And I keep reminding myself too, that you know, I, I am young and I have my whole life to work on this and yeah. it's my body and it's the only one I'm going to get. And if I want to get to a place where when I'm older, I, I am still strong and connected and able to do different things, then I, I need to take the time now. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'll have to take time later when my body is falling apart. So, And it comes down to self-care, really. It's not like like you said, it's not a lot of time. It's intentionality and mindset. And as we start to shift that mindset, it's like um, teaching yourself how to how to fuel yourself for a better next day. And I, what I love too is watching. You know, you are an influencer to your family and to your children, and they are. They may never remember the mom that was in chronic pain. They may never know that mom, right? Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah. (laughs) They may never know that pain unless you tell them about that person. You know, Mm -hmm. they may never know that version of you because they're going to know this active, strong version of you. And I think about that, like my kids, I started my journey when my youngest one was 18 months. She's 14 now, you know, um, and And so I had, I think at the time I had like an eight-year-old, a four-year-old or a nine-year-old, a five-year-old and an 18-month-old, right? And um, my my kids, well, the eight-year-old was a boy, so he's like not that aware of these kinds of things. But my my five-year-old, she's like, I remember when you first got excited or when she's now 18, but she goes, I remember when you first started getting excited about, you know, feeling stronger. you know, and stuff. But she goes, what they mostly remember is this strong, confident, great posture, active mom. That's what they know. They don't remember like the broken, collapsed, tired, grumpy. I mean, I'm sure I'm still grumpy at times, but you know, that they don't remember that version of me. They never experienced that version of me, which I think is so great. Um, you know, and, but we talk openly about that. This is, 
Like I invest in myself just like they invest in themselves. And because like you said, this is the only body we get, you know, and we, we want to be, we want to, it's not about how we look, so to speak so much. It's not even about meeting a certain goal. It's about the quality of our life and who we want to be. And chronic pain really stole that from you. And I'm so glad that you, you know, stumbled upon us and, you know, are slowly getting your life back, the life that you deserve. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, So tell me, are, are there, are there specific things that you do on a regular basis now as part of your routine? Like you talked about, you know, your alignment, belly breath, transverse holds, are there certain stretches that are part of your daily routine? Um, or is it just overall kind of mindset stuff? Um, so I do at work, every time I use the bathroom, I do a modified downward dog stretch, just like in the stall. That's one of my favorites. And it's one of the only ways I can crack my upper back too. So it's got a lot of benefits. (laughs) Um, and just, you know, when I'm getting ready for the day, I'm, you know, stretching my calves, you know, I'm stretch, uh, I'll, I'll put my leg up on the, on the toilet to stretch my hamstrings and stuff like that. So, uh, I've, I've really gotten to a point where stretching is part of my morning routine. I've incorporated it into mostly like my bathroom breaks at work. Um, and, and then, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, I'll, I'll try to do some like trunk rotation stuff, um, mm-hmm at the end of the day. Um, but I, for me, it, it really is a lot of the, the mindset um, and just constantly thinking about and, and not only thinking about what I need to do, but also investing in my space around me, um, you know, like having the right tools, um, you know, uh, getting a stand to put my laptop on so it's higher, having a cushion under my feet so that my legs aren't at a weird angle, you know, the lumbar support, um, you know, I, I've, I've got Getting up our environment. Like yeah, you're yeah. at, you're in this job at this job, eight hours a day, you know, yeah. five days a week. I mean, whatever you do, the most wins. So set up, it's kind of like a nursing throne. If you're going to be nursing a baby 11 hours a day, set up the throne, you know, right. create the throne. You know, if you're, if you're a truck driver, and you're in a car 10 hours a day, you need to make your seat work for you. You know, right. whatever we do, the most wins. And and it's an investment that pays off. And it's funny how we just limp along, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And I, I've, I've decided I'm, I'm, I'm going to invest in making my environment work for me, not against well, me. Such little investments too, right? In the grand yeah. scheme, all of that's like under a hundred bucks, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, been huge, but I mean, even just like the little things, every time I sit in a chair, I'm thinking like, is this chair going to work for me? Do I need to get a pillow? You know, I have a couple seats in my house that I know I can't just use the back pillow. I need to grab a second one, right. you know, and, and things like that. And, and, and just thinking like, this is part of my life now, this, this is my lifestyle and and this is what I'm thinking about all the time. And I've had and comments. Not because you're broken, not because you're broken, but because you're being proactive and you know the yeah. difference between supporting yourself and not supporting yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, I love, I forget which video it was, but I, I loved in one of the videos um, where you talked about how exercise should really be the gap between our current lifestyle and what our body is made to do. That that really resonated with me because yeah, we like think a vitamin that- supplement. 
Yeah, we, we think of exercise as just kind of this like generic box of like what I want to do, or I just want to get stronger or faster. But when I think about what I'm lacking, and I think about how much I sit and how much my arms are down and not overhead, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, things like that, it, it, it changed the way I, I thought about um, different things. And so it's like, this is this is my lifestyle. I am compensating for what I'm unable to do at, at work. I have to figure out how to make this work because just sitting at a desk isn't doing it for me. So I, I need to figure out how to compensate throughout the day so that my body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Right. Fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Balance it out. Find that balance point. Yep. I think that's great. And that's how I live my life too. And you know what? Seasons change. You might end up having a different job um, at a different time or your kids are at a different season. And what, you know, like even for me, like um, the difference between me working in the clinic with clients versus working online, I'm sitting, even though I demonstrate a lot of stuff, it's very different when I'm in front of a camera and in front of my computer than when I was in the clinic, walking out to meet the client, coming back to my room, you know, you know, standing, demonstrating, sitting down, you know, you know, putting my hands on them. I was a very different movement than what I do now. So I I had, it took me a while to go, Oh, I didn't realize how much core work I had implemented into that type of, you know, lifestyle. And now I need to implement it differently in this. And same thing with like when my kids were little and I needed to help them more, you know, I did stuff in the bathroom when they were taking a bath and I did stuff when, you know, at this and now like they don't need me in the bathroom with them. So I don't have that nugget of time. So I need to find a different nugget of time, you know, when I'm walking my dog to do this, you know, something like that. So things shift. And sometimes you don't realize how much we've built things into our routine until our routine changes. And we're like, Oh, I haven't done that stretch for so long, because I don't, you know, I don't go through that room anymore, or whatever, you know. Um, So, so you'll see that that morphs and, and we give you so many tools that you can adjust and shift things, but you kind of have to notice it. um, Right. For Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun for you on the journey. Well, is there anything that you wish that you would have known? Like, what was the big aha, like, that you wish you would have known earlier? um, Or that you would like to tell somebody else that's struggling with, like, similar back pain as you, that you wish you had known earlier, if you could think of something? Yeah. The For me, the biggest mind-blowing piece was just how simple and, and systemic the issue was. And just how much more advanced everybody else was thinking. And it led to so much frustration and so much wasted time. Um, and and just realizing that every, everybody seems to be at a higher level, but there are a lot of people suffering in silence. Yeah, or, just powering or through it. Yeah, that they don't even realize. And so I'm starting to see it everywhere. Even when I see people who seem to look really fit but I'll see them kind of slouch back and stuff like that. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, it's not just me. Everybody has these problems. It's just not very widely known. And, you know, so I I try to use the opportunity to, when I'm talking to my family and my friends, if there is an opportunity for me to share a little bit of my story or a little bit of what I'm doing to kind of spread the word a little bit, because it's, it's so simple and it's so basic, but it's like this hidden gem um, yeah. that so many people don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I really feel, and it sounds like kind of dramatic and extreme to say this, but I feel like functional core weakness is an epidemic problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like because of technology, because of our culture, of that we just sit and we look down and all of these things, um, there's a sedentary component. And then our fitness culture is, is we're sedentary and then we, we do intense stuff. And there's a big gap between those two things. There's two these yeah. two extreme things. And what we really need to do is find a middle ground that balances us out so that then when we can have seasons of, of rest and seasons of extreme, but that we live in this balance in the middle and that's, that's where our body really thrives. Um, but yeah, it, it is, uh, it is simple. It's, it's, you know, it's simple and, um, and, and meaningful and it makes sense. I, I spend quite a bit of time educating along the way because I want you to understand why. I don't think anybody would do any of the stuff I tell you to do if they didn't know why. They'd go like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> right. But the why helped you go, oh, that makes sense. Let's try that, you know? So I am, you know, I'm so excited um, for you and for your future. And um, I think it's only going to get better. And I'm really grateful that you found us and that you took the time to share your story. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you. And I, I know I would be in a much worse place if I hadn't found you guys. So I'm very grateful for all of the work that you do and have done and will continue to do. Yeah. I love it. I love doing this work. So I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and, you know, listening to Katie's story. I'm going to put some resources about our courses in the podcast notes and just some more information about just how back pain is connected to a weak core and your posture. I think some of us know like, oh, our posture is a part of this, but there's, there's more to it than that. And we would love to help you. So check out what we do at thetummyteam.com and I will see you next time. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.